This week, we're joining one sassy crew as they daintily slay the most insidious of creatures their dungeon master, Chris, puts in their path. This merry group of queers face their fears in a fantasy world where social norms aren't the only thing thrown out the window. And it's Roll Gay Roll Play this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bill. All right, today we have Roll Gay Roleplay, the entire cast with us in the dojo. To start things off, let's do some icebreakers. Let some uh, some of our listeners get to know you. Sounds great. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so it. would you rather give up good food for a year or your cell phone for a year? <laughs> do we have like, an order? We have a tendency to talk over each other. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I, I can't give up my cell phone. I can't do it. I just can't. I'm obsessed with social media. It is what it is, and I like it too much. And I feel like I could tolerate bland food, so I, I can't give up my cell phone. I mean, you did. You had to after your, you were eating like chicken and rice. Yeah, I was on a chicken and rice diet for a long time, so I'm used to it. I think that's what my dog eats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And, and see, I think I could do, if I still had the access to like the internet through like a desktop computer and like a pager, mm. I could definitely give up my cell phone. A pager, Katie. <laughs> a pager. Go forge um, mushrooms Because I still somewhere. need to be accessible in emergencies. And if it's an emergency, you can call my fucking pager and wait until I get a nickel to call up. Like use a, a, you know, a public telephone, oh but like. <laughs> Send me a fax. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I still had access to the internet and a fax machine. <laughs> um, but if I couldn't, then yeah, I'd have to give me good food. Uh, you, I think that I would probably choose... Good lord. I think I would choose good food. I think I could live without a cell phone. It's Do you? destroying me mentally. I, social media <laughs> is uh, crushing me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, like eating food if you can't take photos. Right. Oh, oh my God. Wait, do I still get a house phone? Do I get like a lamp? <laughs> you still can't take photos. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry, I, I was born that... in '92. I don't know how they work. Scan a Polaroid to the internet. Shut up, Brandon. Isn't, um, isn't today's iPad capable? Like, does that count? Could you just have an iPad instead? Yeah, I, I suppose you could. You could. Yeah. Not a cell phone. They Looking fit, for loopholes. They don't fit in yeah. your pocket well, but. Well, you could just get a Google number and attach it to that. Video. Yep. Oh, from like 2007. I would give up good food because I've been a vegan for over 20 years, so I know what bad food tastes like. <laughs> so, pretty used oh, to it. Oh, and see, that's the exact opposite. I love traveling, and, and I love traveling just to eat stuff. I don't go and I see, like, the museums Same. and stuff. If I go to a museum, oh. it's to the mu- it's 
it's to the food afterwards because I love yeah. eating vegan food in different places because there's some great places where I live, but it's always interesting to see what's popular and is successful in different cities, I find. Well, to be fair, if I didn't have my phone, I would lose my job, um, access to my phone. So I would be eating bad food anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, like just ramen all day. But ramen is not bad food, like be not deceived. It's just high in sodium. Right. Um, You're talking to three I, old guys all with high blood pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> um, I would definitely... I would definitely give up good food. Um, it would encourage... I, I guess that would just be like, okay, I'm going on a diet. You know, let's be keto. Um, and I don't know what good food is considered because, like, bacon is bad food, but... It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. You know what I would consider taste-wise. I think if it's taste-wise good, because there are some vegetables. Like, um, but sorry, there, there's right, just some right. really. Good... I'm saying like I like broccoli. Yeah. Anywho, the what I'm saying is that I could give. Uh, I could. I I eat just about everything. Uh, nothing is safe, yeah. and I would definitely give up food over my cell phone because I. Uh, yeah. I am just a little socialite and I could not imagine being out of the circle. So. What if the circle was a pager? <laughs> I am not a college core lesbian. Or, not... or a World War II era military walkie talkie. <laughs> That's up, only okay. aesthetically yeah, we... pleasing to you. How are you that the youngest one? Only pleasing How? to you. <laughs> Which coincidentally resembled all the early cell phones. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. What's the next question? So we, yeah, we should well. move because <laughs> we don't dwell an hour. All right. So crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Crunchy. Crunchy. What? Crunchy. <laughs> it's creamy. Yeah. If you say creamy, you got problems. It's crunchy. It's cre How are you going to make like Thai noodles with chunky peanut butter? Are you kidding? Are you going to make peanuts in there? With it's texture. Yeah. It's a texture thing. How okay. Peanuts you... part of the flavor. Right. Well, I You're now know wrong, the Brandon, to all, all of your questions from the decided. previous one. If you would go with bad food, so. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you yeah. a creamy peanut butter guy, Brandon? I am all sorts of creamy. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> mostly right. pale skin um, is it's what been I'm I love you all so much. Yeah, this was great. <laughs> Thanks for inviting us. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, but no, really though, Brandon, why do you choose creamy over crunchy? Um, I don't get it. I, don't I choose creamy because, I don't know, it's like a personal taste thing. It's do got a pleasing texture. So do you just like, do you just like peanut butter cookies that don't have any chunks of peanut in them? You just like them just to be one consistent consistency? Yes. <laughs> You also make missionary sex is great. <laughs> I don't like unidentifiable chunks in my food. I don't like unexpected. Have you ever peanuts. made a toast sandwich? What else do you think it is? It's peanuts. No surprises for me, please. <laughs> You're this being great. shamed. This is a great talk. Oh, Tisha, please. did you say what you preferred? Crunchy. Oh. Yeah. Is it? Is are we? Are y'all crunchy too, SLB? Yeah. I, I prefer creamy. Really? Creamy peanut butter. Oh, why do you Cream, prefer creamy, creamy peanut butter? Now you're the villain. Yeah. What's wrong yep. with you? That's I just don't oh, wait, like the mouth feel of chunky peanut butter. It's like unappealing. 
I have a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I'm French, so I'm afraid of where some of those chunks will end up. Because there's <laughs> okay. a jar on the nightstand. Um, and number two, when you get this old, you have to worry about teeth. So, you know. <laughs> okay. My reasons Fair enough. When you stick a straw in, it doesn't all come up. Yeah. <laughs> just... I'm sorry, Jonathan, your face is just... <laughs> His expression. I'm, I'm sweating too. Speaks, right. speaks. I just volumes. There you go. Um, I had to mute myself. That was too much. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so the consensus is crunchy. By Come the up. slim margin of one. Yeah. yeah. Still. I mean, does pineapple belong on a pizza? This yes, is like. Absolutely. This has been going on for a while, this debate. It gets pretty heated. Um, I'll go first. Um, so yes, absolutely. Pineapple goes on pizza. Um, and I, once again, like if you don't like pineapple on pizza, that means that you only like pepperoni, like pizza or like cheese pizza. And that's what you (laughs) ate like for the pizza party in kindergarten class. Like, okay, girl, evolve, you know, a lot of assumptions (laughs) happening here. Live your life, like grow up. I don't like banana peppers, but that doesn't mean that I only do missionary sex. So like... (laughs) Chill. <laughs> can we can we all just like give our pizza order and then we can decide who's basic? Okay. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> well, we know who's ordering the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will never police you, your pizza. You piece of shit. I will never like. I don't care what you put on your pizza, but I'm just it's it's a gluten free crust and meat topping. I don't care what meat it is. It's just got to be meat. It can be many meats. It can be one meat. It just has to have a bunch of meat on it. Okay. You don't care what kind of meat it is? No. Well, what if okay. it's like shredded well, chicken? What if it's like a rotisserie? Yeah. yeah. What if it's an- even anchovies? I'll try it. I like anchovies. They they are pretty tasty, actually. I can only have like one anchovy pizza like sliced before I'm over it, though. Because the taste is very overwhelming. The trick is to cook the anchovies while the pizza's cooking. Don't put them on afterwards. Um, That is for people that are weak. <laughs> um, surprisingly, that's also how you integrate the best topping onto pizza, which is peanut butter. Crunchy to peanut hell. butter. <laughs> yeah, right to hell. Wait, creamy. Um, it really depends on the pizza, but I prefer creamy peanut butter on pizza. I was going to say that's the only use for smooth peanut butter is mixed in with the tomato sauce on a pizza. She's Canadian. Oh. 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 I put that up in a All restaurant right. in Vermont. You can't export that. <laughs> Ma'am, you, you, That's you no one's going to receive it. Saskatchewan correctly. <laughs> Bye. Don't do that. Saskatchewan. <laughs> Is that how you say it? No, it's not how you say it. <laughs> Good, because I was about to ask if you've seen a Sasquatch in Saskatchewan. <laughs> no, no, no. Sasquatchewan. I'm hijacking the question, so I'm going to be quiet. I mean, I think we all discussed our points of views. I answer. Uh, okay, I'll answer. <clears throat> so I do believe that pineapple belongs on pizza, but that's because I don't eat dairy cheese. So the pineapple it actually breaks down the molecules in the cheese when you put it on there, in the dairy cheese. So oh. I've been told. And that's why a lot of people don't like pineapple on pizza because it changes the taste of the cheese. But I eat I have I have vegan cheese on my pizza or no cheese at all, so it doesn't matter to me. And I like pineapple. 
I think we it's got good everybody. for summer. There you go. Cover all right. Bases. And the last icebreaker. Would you rather lick every inanimate object you see or be licked by every living thing you see? Be licked. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so fast. People, Tisha. I don't care. I can't. That means you I have, have a to glove. lick you. Sorry. I don't wanna. You have but there are so many inanimate things in the world. Yeah. Almost everything is an inanimate thing. That would be your whole day if you walked yeah. outside. Imagine being trapped in an elevator and getting licked by every single button on the elevator. You would never be in a crowded elevator and everybody licked you. I'm, I'm I mean, with that. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. Okay, I get it. I mean, it's COVID. No one should be getting into elevators that crowded That's anymore. That's true. The licking question is a bit odd for the current climate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How I feel about this. I feel like if you licked every inanimate object, you would be over COVID so fast by now. Well, that's why I didn't get the shots. I did that instead. <laughs> just lick that's everything. Yeah, yeah, just lick yeah. everything. I would choose seat. that though. I would choose just licking everything. I already have a tendency to lick stuff just to get a laugh anyway, so why not? Just lick everything. Um, for the friends that would choose licking every inanimate object, would shit not be considered an inanimate object? That's potentially living. There's molecules or stuff on there that's alive. Nah. No, because it's completely digested, so you're I wrong. just won't look at it. It says that you see. I just won't look at it. So just never look down. Never I'll look down. Trip. Just gouge I'll your eyes out and you win. <laughs> <laughs> then there's also like... What if, like, you see that, like, someone has bats in the cave in their nose and you gotta lick that, too? Like, I'm helping them out. Good friends. <laughs> oh, don't hit it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> that's it. End uh, of discussion. Yeah, that's, and that's the icebreaker. Boy, I'd say the ice is broken pretty well. Let's... Yeah, I wish we had, I wish the ice was still, you know, <laughs> keep a nice distance between us. All right, so we'll move on. What is the weirdest thing you've seen or experienced at a gaming table? And you yeah. thought the questions were going to get better. <laughs> I mean, the weirdest thing that I ever got at the table was Chris's useless uh, object shop. Because it's... I've never experienced anything, a shop like that in any other type of media so it's just like here it sounds like a great idea omg we're gonna go stock up at the shop but it's all completely useless shit it's not even the dollar store you know what i mean like it's like yeah you can maybe turn this into something if you really wanted to but it just is a way no thanks yeah. sometimes a waste of money thank you just, yeah, i'm no glad problem. that i'm like the i'm the moment that makes me happy i'm proud of that yeah, some of the stuff is like nail polish that never dries. Um, it's like a mirror that's broken or something. Like, I don't remember all of them, but. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's you can see yourself kind of at nighttime, but in the daytime, you can see right through it. And it was just a piece of glass with connected to wood. Great. That's fantastic. Almost useful. <laughs> Almost useful. I think I have a story, but it's kind of similar to the next question as well, which was like just weird things that happen at the table. Yeah. I used to go to a place in South Florida called the Adventure Game Store or something like that. It's like the Dragon's Den Adventure Game something. 
and they had like a weekly D&D thing. So I would go and just like hang out with strangers and take a couple of my friends that wanted to experience it. And it was like this huge group of maybe 10 people, which I personally think is an insane amount for a game. And we were playing Pathfinder where we took a break during a combat to go get food. Everybody left, got like pizzas and, and subs and stuff. And some people came back with their own individual pizza, but that's their own business. I don't have anything to do with someone eating a whole pizza in one sitting. But during the combat, it was so long and boring because there were so many people there that there were literally people falling asleep at the table that oh you could see God. someone just like sitting back and, and just nodding off. And when it got to their turn, someone had to physically shake them because they wouldn't wake up to their name being called. Mm. It's just how you know it's not a great game. Yeah. Well, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't so, go back. Was it like late at night or something? We, the game was like six hours long, but I feel like that's not uncommon for... No, if you're like engaged or something. Or not engaged, just sitting there falling asleep. It's just sitting there falling asleep, yeah. yeah. Had work days like that. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing that's happened to me is that we, my, we spent like three hours creating characters. My DM was walking these like three new people through, like how to create a character. So we spent a lot of time doing this, and within fifteen minutes, he killed off all of us for going the wrong direction. Oh just this, like he liked to teach us lessons, and he did this all throughout my childhood. But it was just like you should have listened to me. And I was like, it's East versus West, dude. I just misheard one word. Tell us we're going the wrong direction. But he's like, oh, you run into a tribe of something, and they kill all of you. You know that thing in Arrested Development where the dad used to teach them lessons with the guy that didn't have an arm, oh and he would just be yeah. like, "This is why you should leave a note," shaking his fake arm. That's what that feels like. Yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> right on. I would say the weirdest thing that I ever experienced at a gaming table, I went in it, they had me audit slash interview to be in a D&D game at a local store. And this is Central Florida. So the guy pulled out a baggie of hair and oh. put it on the table, uh, like pulled the hair out of the baggie and put it on the table. And it was supposed to be like a, a trap. So it was fake grass over top of a trap but he put hair on the table was it Do you his know it was their own <laughs> I, I honestly did not ask uh they didn't ask me to join their game so i figured it was none of my business you probably got lucky yeah you, you dodged a bullet there <laughs> i mean you did say you did pause after saying a bag full of, and then you said Central Florida. I'm like, meth? They just put meth on the table? <laughs> I mean, that yeah. it was, yeah. Bath you salts. never know what it could be. But hair. Hair's hair is even worse. Than meth? I mean, meth, they just deal drugs out of the comic book shop. Hair. Someone's someone dealing collected hair. that. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's a personal collection, not a business <laughs> collection. Well, is that everybody? Yep. I think so. So yeah. let's take it up one more notch. And have you ever had a this can't be happening moment at the gaming table? And what was it? Yeah, for me, it was in our last campaign. And it was Brandon's character, Tara, who... Brandon was very sneakily collecting swords, 
either through looting or purchasing, and he created a sword skirt out of them for his character, which aesthetically makes no sense, but it was very, you know, it was great. It was really loud. But yeah, it was really loud, horrible for stealth. But Brandon ended up casting a spell, and I forget what it was, but he turned all 10 swords into animate objects that all had their own initiative and were fighting with them. So I already had a battle planned out that was pretty easy, and then they had like 14 opponents. So it was just Brandon being so clever and thinking of these swords, you know, weeks in advance. It was. It was clever. It was really cool. It was a moment. It was a really good moment. I was just like, great. I was already going to lose this, but now it's just decimation. Also some very anime shit. Yeah. <laughs> very. Right. I felt like Titania. You know. <laughs> fairy tale. Um, mine was when, uh, there was a big personal confrontation between my character Jet and Tisha's character Benny in the last season, where, like, Tisha's, Tisha, Benny essentially accused my character of faking my brother being kidnapped and then just, you know, (laughs) tagging along, everything bad is happening because you're tagging along, and I, as a player, was like, I am tagging along because we're on a podcast together, you know what I mean? I don't have a good reason. why we're here together but also i didn't fake my brother being kidnapped as a character so it was just i feel like me and my character kind of aligned and there's like all of the piss jokes but i mostly just feel like that's because i was very roman catholic raised so it's just inappropriate but they're really funny so do you prefer creamy or chunky piss jokes (laughs) piss jokes and you know it Oh, uh, I think, it, am I allowed to deviate from our own podcast? Should I talk about a podcast moment? Yeah. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. I don't have to be your favorite. It's fine. Brandon, I'll remember this. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I'm going to make a new character after this. But um, one of my weirdest moments, I feel like a lot of people can re- relate to this, is when two people at the table are very clearly flirting with each other, like super overtly hitting on one another in the game where everyone's present and it's super uncomfortable especially if one person doesn't want to be a part of it oh that is one of the reasons we're going to skip ahead but one of the questions is how did you start gaming that is exactly why i left my first game in university is because I didn't realize that I was a lesbian yet, and I got very uncomfortable when the DM started coming on to me and walking me home. And I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, of course, you were just gay, you dumb bitch. But like, <laughs> I just, it was that that's the reason I stopped playing D&D is because it just became flirty and weird. So Right. You were a menace flirting with everybody around you. Uh, no. That's her it now. It was a bunch of guys from engineering. So... <laughs> Also, just a question. Mm-hmm. Am I being turned up by somebody, or is that my computer fucking up? Like, volume-wise? Yeah, I feel like I'm super-duper loud right now. I feel like you're equally as loud. Yeah, you're normally this loud to me. It, it, there's no way to say that that wasn't insulting, but that's just... <laughs> I just don't know how WebEx works. I don't know if somebody else was turning me up. No, that, that that's your computer fucking with you. Okay, well, new Fine. character and new computer. <laughs> I think for me it was during when Brandon guest DM'd as the 
weird mayor and all of us had to give up one item but we were playing each other's characters yes i was i was tara and i was giving stuff up and i cannot remember who was me i think it might have been brandon uh but i don't know but somebody was was, the dm oh it wasn't brandon okay (laughs) it was katie oh it was jonathan it was jonathan it was jonathan yeah, and so just no, like hearing things being given up, like somebody somebody gave up Jonathan's character's windblown hair, which was such a pivotal moment. You raggedy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It did change the course of the campaign when that happened, though. Like uh, it, it turned Jonathan's character into someone completely different, and then we kind of just started rewriting. That's like the best part of the game is that you have to adapt to different shit going on. Yeah. It's not like a railroaded. Yeah. So that was that moment for me, the giving up special things to each character that kind of defined them. Hmm. Um, I have two and I can't decide who I feel like attacking right now. <laughs> um, so. Attack them both. Yeah, go for it. Right, so yeah. I'll go with Tisha. Um, there was this moment where we're fighting, um, like in a town, not fighting in a town, but we're trying to solve like a murder mystery, I think it was. Um, and Benny's character is frantic and anxious as usual. And Eve, my character, is finally like thinking lucidly and trying to like manage um, their emotions in an effective and healthy way. And Eve says, Hey, we're going to save these people and not kill them. And so what does Benny do? The moment Eve walks away, she kills. <laughs> she kills the father. God, and was this the werewolf people? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. That was before Katie and I joined. That was brutal. Um, So that was one. I was just like, I thought that, like, this is going to be, like, Eve's defining moment of, like, saving a town. And then I ended up killing the werewolf son. So, you know, like, it's whatever. Um, Big deal. How old was he? He was a wolf. It doesn't matter. They aged him. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And then the other one was um, Brandon. Whenever Brandon decided that his character could see in Magical Dark and knew where I was (laughs) so that um, they could avoid death. And so you know, I like, said before you did anything that I was stepping back and you just didn't hear it, I guess. I started the magical dark before anything even happened. And then Christopher and his inability to follow any kind of rules decided <laughs> <laughs> that he was going to do some kind of 50-50 shit with us, which oh. didn't make any fucking sense. And so you survived. We should have burned in that fire together. <laughs> The fact that it wasn't is such good D&D, because if it was a movie or anything else, we would have all died in a beautiful glory of, like, your (laughs) anger or whatever while you ascended to become, spoilers, a new god. But instead, it's just like, everything's fine. (laughs) It was just like... (laughs) And problem solved. Right, you know, and, like, it was very much giving, like, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it were for you meddling kids. (laughs) Yes. If it's any consolation, I wouldn't have exploded. I would have just got unconscious, which I did anyway. When no, I would have murdered. I would have murdered killed you. Exploded. It was eighty damage. I wouldn't have died. Died. Oh, okay. Amy Hoodle, 
I was trying to take some bitches down with me, and Christopher decided that the rules didn't matter at that point in time. And you so took the that was another down with you. That was the time where I decided that this game's bullshit. Um, I was like, this really things. can't be happening. Like it, you, any hoodle. So that's those are my moments. Yeah, I will have to say the dynamic between Eve and Benny was like the biggest source of like WTF moments. Because I also remember Benny whipping out that crazy journal with smiley faces and bullshit. Just, just. Towards the yeah. end, it got wild. Benny was losing her mind. She's like, every single interaction with any single person I ever had a suspicion about is being analyzed and then summed up with a single emoji. And they're not clouded by any judgment whatsoever. Yeah, there's no logic behind it. Because literally Eve is still alive. <laughs> you should have killed Eve from the get-go. As soon as we saw you pull out the first heart, we should have just... That's yeah. it. That should have been a frowny face. You cut off. For real. Body part collecting, not a sign, evidently. Not no red flags here, guys. Jet talked about her brother, Fine. big frowny face. So suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I love that in the moment, I love that in the moment of all of these stupid things that we were doing, like we had gaslit ourselves into making these logical excuses as to why we were doing dumb ass shit. And it was yep. so great. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> My character showed signs of being emotionally manipulated, and that's how I played her. She was, um, in love with Eve's character in a platonic way, and there was nothing that he could do wrong. So that's why in the notebook, um, he always had smiley faces because surely there's a reason that he's doing that. Of course. Which I don't think we ever got like the strong backstory, but we know that there was something. Are we gonna ever delve into that? I'm working on that in between actual work. So, you know, that's fair, you know, <laughs> to come. I would love like a mini arc in the Patreon of you guys doing your backstory. So interesting. We'll see what happens. Can I take like two minutes? Because I spilled my wine everywhere. So. Oh my God. She <laughs> <laughs> literally called like... it. <laughs> Love him Not so much. Way. We need to get him like an untippable glass. A sippy cup. Yeah. A sippy cup. Yes. Yeah. I'm ordering it now. Yeah. Who was the one that called or... it? Was that Scott? With the crazy straw. Oh, Lou called it. That's very funny. Yeah, get him a sippy cup with a crazy straw. That's why I keep my cup down here. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Chris could just not bend the rules to the detriment of Jonathan, and then he probably would never <laughs> spill his wine. I feel like that's not my fault. But that Friend wouldn't be nearly as entertaining. It's a rough job running a table, huh? Yes. <laughs> Just everything to blame. Very thankless sometimes. <laughs> at our table, the love is tactile because he gets things thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I have some distance between everybody. Yeah, that's the one benefit about being virtual. Oh my god, I'd spend so much money on miniatures and dice if I, we weren't virtual. Yeah. I, mean, I still do, but like... Yeah, dice are a problem. Yeah, he'd preach into the choir. So have you guys always <laughs> been virtual? Yeah, yes. we've never yeah. actually met. 
Oh, oh. Well, let me. You sound very good. You sound like Thank you're you. playing in the same room, pretty much. Awesome. You. And you're incredibly exactly. entertaining. Yes, you are. I must. Fail. I must look crazy when I listen to you in my car and I'm laughing. Um, people must think I'm nuts. <laughs> good. That's what we want. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was telling these guys I got in trouble. Well, kind of in trouble. I was at a meeting or you know a virtual meeting, and I was listening to you on my computer. I had the other one muted, and I came. I, I, I think it was Tisha that was talking about the oppressed white man, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just caught me off guard. And I just started laughing, and everybody's watching me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm on camera." <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks. I think the first the first time, or maybe it was the second episode, I had to go back and rewind it and go, did he just say the church of Beyonce? Yep. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to dig this. This is all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I really got into or started listening to you guys when I think Tisha was actually interviewing Nico on his show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's when, that's when I first learned about you guys and I started I try to listen to everybody as much as I can. It's just that mm-hmm. you know, I got so many people I listen to. I just as I'm driving, I just whoever I'm listening to, I listen to. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah. yeah, you guys are entertaining as all hell. Extremely entertaining. It it's a nice uh, a nice niche you guys fill. Yeah. It's what we're trying to go for. It's a yeah, and it needed it needed to be. Oh, I don't want to say that. It, uh, <laughs> it was a hole that needed to be filled. Stop! Stop! <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we do have an explicit rating, so. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, right. Well, hang on, we got some gestures that really need. To <laughs> I think I yeah, discovered. I think, I think when we when we started this, we knew we were going to be a very niche podcast. You know. Yeah. We. Uh, we wanted a queer world. We wanted to be more storytelling. So I think we knew we were going to be. And he's back. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I, I definitely want to hear more about that. Question number seven is pretty much the direction I wanted to mm. go in. I want to hear all about the niche stuff. Um, but Jonathan, you all, you all good? I'm alive. We're we're getting a sippy cup for you. With a crazy straw. I feel, I feel <laughs> glow in the dark. <laughs> I should sell it. like branded sippy cups. <laughs> it, it, oh my god. It, and it, it says Eve. And if you really like wine, you gotta try quilt. 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 Or duckhorn. Yeah. Oh, I love I love duckhorn. Yeah, then you'll like quilt as well. Okay. Are they the same vineyard or uh yeah. Yep, that okay. quilt is a little bit more pricey. I think it's about fifty dollars a bottle, but it's good. Mm-hmm. On a teacher's salary, oh, right? Hello, he can do it then. <laughs> He's just gonna spill it all over his table. If I just, <laughs> look, I was drunk. Okay, it was one time. <laughs> it was one time. It happens now. Um, no, now. <laughs> <laughs> How did y'all get started in gaming? What's your what's your personal stories that 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 drove you to whatever your first tabletop gaming experience was? I can go first. Okay. Uh so my father was a big nerd 
right? So he was that white, nerdy, neckbeard kind of guy. And he he had land parties. And then he also, in his uh, mobile home, had a big room specifically for D&D. He had a table. He had all of that, all of that stuff. So since I can remember, like, being three years old, I was never allowed in that room. And as I grew up, that's all I wanted to do because I wasn't allowed. So that's... Uh, that's how I kind of got started. Uh, my interest grew there. And as soon as I was old enough to and allowed at the table, I started D&D. Nice. Yeah, my family didn't really play games. None of us have a lot of patience for rules and stuff. We all have ADHD. So essentially the rule was if it's under an hour and you can convince me the rules are right. But I always got the rules were right because I was the oldest, so of course I always won. Um, but that also just meant that like any like video games I'm not really great at because there's a lot of hand-eye coordination, any high like barrier to entry, if that made any sense. Like I felt like DD was so overwhelming. And so it was really nice when I started playing with everyone here because the rules are still there, but Chris is definitely more of a storyteller than a rule person. And I, I like the storytelling part. More than I like the rule part. Good yeah, for you, I appreciate Chris. the uh, light hands on the rules. And I was just like, so sometimes it's just funner. <laughs> it's more funner for sure. It's mm -hmm. more funner for sure. I got started because I basically grew up in a comic shop when I was younger. We were in this place in South Florida called Tate's Comics and Games, and I don't. I was always renting animes from there and buying comic books, and I was just completely indoctrinated in the nerd culture but they also had this little shop attached that they opened a couple of years after we started going there called the gaming satellite and it people just hung out there and played D, &D. they played really anything but what kind of got me started was hero clicks i got like really into hero clicks and they had like the little miniatures of all the x-men and i didn't know how to play it i was just like clacking them together and playing my own game <laughs> but I just, I love the miniatures. And that kind of got me looking at the D&D tables. And those were less kind of rules and numbers focused and more just kind of like having fun and telling a story. So that got me into it. I got miniatures and I got to make jokes. Mm -hmm. Piss jokes. <laughs> Always the piss jokes. Um, yeah, my mother got me into gaming. Uh, we started with Nintendo, regular, regular, schmegular Mario. And I was like, okay. And I like would watch her play it. And then my mom would invite like her friends over from work. Like whenever I was seven, I remember them, like they would get like new RPGs and just watch each other play it all day. And I had to like go sit in like in the guest, in like the bedroom because my mom was just like, this is for adults. And I was like, you nerd ass bitch. So, <laughs> um, so um, yeah, they would, um, I remember I could, I, I snuck out of the room to watch them play this one RPG and it was called Wizardry. And it was for the Super Nintendo or the Famicom. I can't remember, but it was for one of them. But I remember, like, they it was complete dungeon dwelling, and that's all you do. But um, it gave me nightmares because the music was, like, really haunting. And I just remember seeing, like, the monsters. 
yeah. I just remember seeing the monsters and I was just like, oh no, man, like, why are y'all doing this for fun? <laughs> so, shut up, <laughs> I want to hear a little bit. Give me a snippet. Um, actually, I, you know, I will send y'all the YouTube video of Wizardry. It's still like, the game still gives me nightmares. Um, yeah. And then I finally started really getting into gaming. Like I would beat my brothers and sisters at like Street Fighter and stuff. But um, I really started getting into gaming whenever my mom bought the first Warcraft RTS. And she played it and she would play that game. Like she would get home. Um, uh, she would like do whatever she needed to do. And then like she would just like start playing Warcraft. And I would sit there like right behind her breathing like a little fat kid and just watching her play for like hours. And we would just have like the most amazing time. Um, and then I started playing Warcraft cause she wouldn't let me play her version. My mom was great. So she wouldn't let me play the one that she had, but then Warcraft 3 came out and I was finally old enough to like buy games myself. And I remember buying Warcraft 3 and she looked at it and she was just like, that looks really familiar. She's like, what is that? And I was like, it's Warcraft 3. It's the, um, it's the next, it's the sequel. And so I like started playing it and she just sat behind me and watched me play for like days on end. And we would just sit there and she would micromanage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like your resources, you're using the resources, you know, good and well, these ziggurats about to beat your ass. Like, you know, it's just the whole thing. Um, and yeah, Stay that's, I breathe like a little fat kid. You're right. You know, absolutely. <laughs> and I sat there and I was just like, mom, like, leave me alone. I can do this. I'm a big boy now. And, um, <laughs> oh my God. And so, yeah, I got into gaming because of my mother, because straight up she was an RPG nerd and now so am I. That's awesome. That is a family story. Yeah. <laughs> I got into it because of friends. I only had, we had there was three boys of the same age in the same neighborhood and only one of us had an older brother and that older brother liked Dungeons and Dragons. So we had to play because he was older. <laughs> and That's that just kind of how I started. It was like, you're going to do this now. And so we did. And mm -hmm. now we just do it every time we see each other. And actually he's coming back to Illinois next month and I get to play D and D in person for the first time. And I don't even know how many years I'm really excited. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yes. Sounds like a that. good time. Already. <laughs> no, but for real though, I need to know years. Like how long has it been? Since I've played in person? Yeah. They're 32. I was <laughs> <laughs> It just looks like it's been 30. Sorry. It's it's been at least 12 years. At least 12 years. 32, Brandon. <laughs> Wait, was that too long? <laughs> <laughs> Literally go to hell. <laughs> Get that character yeah. ready. <laughs> so tell our listeners how role gay role play got started. That was me. I uh, I was talking to my husband one night and I wanted to play D&D again. And I've been in podcasting for a few years at that point, unsuccessfully, frankly. Uh, a couple of them didn't even make it to like pilot and air at all. So... I took a long break and I really wanted to get back into it and Dungeons and Dragons was, you know, it's never going to go away, it's never going to die, it's always going to be fun for people. So it was an easy niche to start and uh, I just didn't have any real like LGBTQ content to listen to. So I figured why not try and hit a niche that didn't exist or wasn't uh, too available. Uh, now I know there's a, quite a few of the podcasts out there that just weren't 
too accessible to me, I guess. They weren't showing up on my feeds. It wasn't being suggested. And yeah, I wanted to create one that was going to be brought in, brought up in like the LGBTQ uh, categories on Spotify and all the podcasting. I wanted to like build up that niche. And I, you know, I think we did a pretty good job of it. I got an insanely good cast from just doing Facebook and Reddit posts. And uh, I think maybe three or four auditions created this amazing uh, ensemble. Yeah. Only had to do one audition. Literally just a Facebook post. Um, <laughs> if we want to talk about who Chris raved over, it was me, bitch. My. <laughs> you he were did. the first. You were the first. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah, I loved the whole process because I remember I was drunk in my living room drinking wine, and um, I was just on Facebook. And we, we, Chris was in the same gamer. Well, Chris Tisha and I were all in the same gamer. But I never talked before. No. Oh, I didn't post in that group because, like, I would see some random, like, bitch post something that was stupid and get, like, 215 likes. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, that I was about to say something so bitchy. Um, <laughs> but I would. I would post something. I would post something of substance. (laughs) No one would pay attention. So I was (laughs) an unheralded genius in your own time. So I um I regressed to being just a viewer and analyzer of people's posts and i was on a D kick because my ex-boyfriend at the time um had gotten me into it and then i saw chris's post and i was just like jonathan you can do this you should totally sign up <laughs> and i did and here we are <laughs> i love it i will but say you are incredibly entertaining Thank you. We are. I think we all are. I mean, I'm the most, but yeah, y'all are good too, I guess. It's never the same without you. It isn't. True. Don't you don't you raise your eyebrows, bastard. <laughs> we know what it's like without you because you don't speak during the pre-gossip. It's those same video games, okay? Um, because much like those Facebook world. posts, just he's... because... He's muted and he's fucking playing Warcraft in the background. We can see what you're doing on Discord, bitch. <laughs> Are you playing Warcraft? No. <laughs> hey, but better or worse, some of the time I had that weird farming simulator attached to my Discord constantly. So it just looked like I was playing Farmville 24 7 for like a week. Hard <laughs> a streak. Ugh. Um, yeah, I cannot help that World of Warcraft was more interesting than what y'all had to say, so. It's okay. It's okay. It's not personal, it's just business. It was only not interesting because you weren't there, Jonathan. You're the I best tried, I tried. I need I you tr- to engage with this family. I'm choosing to disengage from this Can you go on Dr. Phil with a podcast? <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next one. If Hollywood wanted to make a role-gay role-play movie, what actor would you want portraying your character in the film? Anna Ferris. Because she's wonderful, she's hilarious, 
She's not afraid to be goofy and unattractive, even though she's fucking stunningly gorgeous. And also, like, I feel like she's back in the headlines again now that Chris Pratt's kind of a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, you're totally her. That's 100% right. Well done. Well picked. Big hair. That'd be so fun to see her in. Yeah. Just like a mashup of her and Dolly Parton. What happened with Chris Pratt? Uh, he got very religious in, in like a not cool, chill way, but in like a overtly obnoxious way. And then made several comments about his new wife that had negative connotations towards Anna Ferris and her disabled son. Oh, so he joined Scientology. Basically. (laughs) But he also, he was like, congrats to my wife and our new healthy child. And then people are posting pictures being like, what about, what about your unhealthy child with Anna Ferris? What was that about? What was that comment? Watch your damn mouth. Right. He's just very possessive of her, too. Like, he only talks about her in regards to, I gotta get off this. Who's, who's gonna play someone else? I opened up a can of worms. Yeah, good going, Scott. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think Nicole Byer would be amazing with Anna Ferris. I think she would be so funny, and I think it'd be so awesome to see her just kick ass as Jet as well. Could you imagine her as a tank? Oh, my God. It'd be God, fucking incredible. Yes. I don't, but Jet seems very reserved. And Nicole Byer is loud. Yeah, did you see her in The Good Place? She was a very proper a male person. Very like... Yes. You're totally right. I forgot about that. She knows how to play a bit, which I think would be so much funnier when she's like hypnotized by that octopus or like murdering off, something. Playing she's... off The Good Place. I, mine is also from The Good Place. I would pick Jason Manzukis. Yes. Who, so I, who's... Hot. He's great. He's so funny. He's great at improv. I think that he's just a fantastic comedian, and I would love for him to play me. Are you he's picking him as the DM? I'm yeah. Not sure are you character. kidding? His his improv skills are impressive, and he could just create and go with anything. Because much of what he does on the league is just completely improv. Like much of that show is unscripted. I could also see him in many different costumes, playing every single NPC yes. that you voice. He does voice acting, so he'll do plenty of voices. He's on Big Mouth. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Um, yeah, if I had to choose someone to play Eve, it would be... Um, have y'all ever seen the the HBO voguing competition called Legendary? The, comment, the, the, the fucking commentator, Deshaun Wesley. Yes. The, the, the fucking MC. Amazing. Um... I think is what Eve aspires to be. It, it, I feel like Deshaun Wesley's personality would outshine Eve as a character. But that's who I would choose. Are we talking about new season as well? Sure. Would it change? Because Deshaun yeah. Wesley could also play that off too, couldn't he? To play off um, Florals in Spring? No. I, I don't think so. Billy Porter. No, Billy. Mm. You don't like him? Mm-mm. Why not? Billy Porter has had um, their mouth open quite often about things they don't understand, and I am not here for them. Okay. 
How about a James Corden? Can we get him as one of the characters that are? Oh, oh my, my character? <laughs> James... Okay, first of all, James Corden did something to BTS, the K the K-pop boy group, and apparently completely doxed on fucking uh Yelp. Like Google <laughs> reviews has James Corden's TV show like at a negative point seven. Uh, Over oh, BTS? Yes, um, of course. I'm not surprised. Crazy. Yeah. No, we love BTS. Don't dox us. We love. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> I yeah. So no, I don't think it would be James Corden, but I do think it would be someone else from, like maybe Pose. I haven't decided for Frozen Spring, but it couldn't be Deshaun Wesley because Deshaun Wesley is just too magnificent. I think Florals and Spring is like, lucky. Yeah, you know, like it's not the same. It's not the same. Maybe yeah. like Idris, Michael B. Jordan. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I took this question the wrong way. I thought somebody would be playing me. Uh, <laughs> so playing me, and if I get to choose, I would absolutely love it to be Niecy Nash. I Great. love you. Yeah, I would love that. But playing Benny, Amy Sedaris could probably do it pretty well. Or Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie from... Yeah, I think either of those, but Amy Sedaris could probably do that really well. Okay, Amy Sedaris is Strangers with Candy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You she would be such a good fucking Benny. She would be yeah. a really good Just Benny. Just to slowly go into madness, it would be perfect. Okay, mm -hmm. fine crab if you ain't cute. I'm <laughs> yes. still stuck on that. I, yeah, I don't, yes. Tessa Thompson, I think, would, Tessa Thompson would do all the, the stunts. Yes. Like all the, all the badassery yeah. that uh, Benny does, and then like, for the role play, you would see like a very inconspicuous swap out into Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a Snickers and then changes back into her normal self. <laughs> How topical. I can't. <laughs> oh On Amy Sedaris has a bunch of rabbits too, so relatable. Really? Right. I'm Is pretty sure she does. Answers? No, I trust you on all rabbit facts. All. Yeah. I think that she did a couple. Sorry, I have bunnies. I'm a bunny person. I used to be a cat person, and then I became a bunny person. You were a cat person? I was a cat person. Why are you no longer a cat person? Because people start um, noticing when the cats bunnies. Oh, man. No, That's I just find place. them really smelly, to be honest. No. Okay. Bunnies are smelly, but, like, okay. not in a fish way. Does that make sense? My that bunnies never grow up. happens when you don't feed them for two weeks. I can't. Because I immediately wanted to say something problematic. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you were looking to say. About I'm still a lesbian, but <laughs> I love you dearly. You're the <laughs> most amazing person. <laughs> I am so glad that you have blessed me with your appearance tonight. You are a great, amazing, <laughs> awesome individual, and I am not problematic because I said those things just now. <laughs> And here comes the punchline. Where's the... But... <laughs> oh, got her. All right. So D&D has always been a pretty inclusive hobby. Um, it's been refreshing to see the resurgence of popularity and the diversity among players. What was it that made you decide on the direction you took as opposed to just doing an actual play podcast? Why the niche? So um, <clears throat> we decided on a like homebrew campaign because we are all great storytellers and we wanted to focus on that aspect of the game as well as like comedy 
some of the campaigns that are provided in market have like some serious undertones of racism, classism, and like misogyny. While our campaigns have characters that may follow those tropes, they are not overarching themes. I love how creative Chris is in the storytelling. He has managed to create drama and suspense without being problematic, and I think our queer and people of color listeners super appreciate that. It's 2021, and inclusion has evolved over the years. Dungeons and & Dragons and Mark has never really been inclusive of people of color, Black people, and queer folk. And I think that inclusion is being misconstrued as a safe space for cishet white males. I mean, and that's just to be honest, who were like those white males that were not doing what the typical all-American boy was doing. So um, those white males that were ostracized for being nerdy. Um, and this is super great because I love when people have a safe space to be their true and authentic selves. So that was good then. But I think that just like how things evolve over time, the idea of inclusion had to evolve too. So I think in general, D&D &D needs to expand and include the rest of the nerds because nerd isn't just white um, and nerd isn't just straight white male. Hi, I'm here. You know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, that's what I have to say. Like, if you want like ideas, because people that are in uh, queer spaces or spaces where there are people of color and black people, they have created their own version or uh, spinoff of Dungeons and Dragons. So like, I just put in some money to the Wagadoo Chronicles, which is a very Afrocentric, Afro-inspired Dungeons and Dragons-esque, you know, adjacent, you know, uh, a tabletop, you know? So it's like, I think we really chose the way we play because we, we needed that change or not even just needed that change. We just wanted to provide a new experience for the listeners that are listening to us. And also you can be a good ass podcast. You can be a good ass storyteller without falling on like old ass tropes of like the drow race, which is secretly coded as like either um, Jewish or black, you know, are slaves and yacht. like, you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need that here anymore. It's 2021, boo, move on. D&D well has had like a lot of problematic issues as I'm sure really anybody knows and it's still kind of dealing and trying to recover what they're actually taking actions to, to correct things but there's I mean just now in Tasha's culture of everything when they released that book they're now giving orcs and uh, drows different personality traits because before they were just inherently evil no matter what that was their personality that was it but now they have different qualities or we can talk about how the only race that is solid black the drows that live underground are always aligned like evil they're always aligned evil no matter what we will or, fuck your shit up right tribal coded orcs goblins whatnot are painted as dumb or bulky or brutish or it's there's problematic things but it's getting better and i think that we're trying to contribute to the culture of growth and we're trying to help create the representation that we want to see be the change you want to see in the world. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to add to that. You two really summed that up beautifully. I, we want this place to be as inclusive as possible, and that's the whole point of our show. That's the whole point of what we do. You know, it's not just for gay people. We just happen to be five queers in a room playing D anD D, and yeah. I'd, but well it done, is guys. also really nice because as someone who doesn't come from a huge 
gay like there's not a huge gay community where I'm from. It's so nice to listen to just a group of five gay people shoot the shit because that's more gay people than I ever see in a room everywhere I live, right? Like it's just it doesn't have to be a super meaningful story to still have meaningfulness in the interactions, I think, between Absolutely. us all too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, I also want to say that, like, just being, just, like, on top of that, you don't see, like, the queer podcasts that are D&D-centered, as Chris said earlier, they all are, like, they're not as accessible. And I think that it may be because of scrutiny or, like, maybe, like, they know that the outside or like the rest of the world doesn't want that or would be too harsh on it or something like that. And I think that we are taking the steps to kind of push the envelope a little bit in, in, in a sense. One of the wonderful things, in my opinion, about your podcast is, is even though it is somewhat niche, it's still very appealing, not just to that, that, population that community but i can sit and enjoy your podcast as well as a number of other people who i'm i'm guessing probably get the same amount of enjoyment from listening to you folks play the game oh for sure yeah we want to be a podcast for everybody absolutely but we definitely aren't and <clears throat> i know that i have received messages and maybe some of the other cast has received messages that we don't belong or <clears throat> I think there was a joke that we made because somebody wanted to know about a podcast that's in Florida and oh, yeah. uh, you know we we said hey you know two of us are in Florida me and Brandon <laughs> and they said no kind of looking for something more sexually neutral <laughs> and yeah. I I don't believe that our podcast is overtly sexual. We do have the word gay, which is a sexual orientation, but it's not sexual. Uh, we do make jokes, but no more jokes than some of, like, A Fool's Quest or some of the other podcasts that would have been accepted by this guy. And when he was challenged by somebody else, he sent back, well, you know, all these kind of conspiracy theories about how CNN is making people gay and pushing the gay agenda. So... While we want to be a a podcast for everyone, we accept that we're not going to be, but we're going to support creators and people who are like us in our community because I know that we have all gotten some sort of negativity thrown our way based on our sexuality because, like I said before, our sexuality doesn't define us, but what defines us, it, what can define us is how we're treated because of our sexuality. Right. So we want to be that space where people can be who they are and also be nerdy. That's a, yeah, it's uh, great to have really... a, a, a diverse like listener base too, because we do have straight listeners, straight people that uh, subscribe to our Patreon and it's great to have them just included in the group. Uh, you know, it's a total immersion on our discord and it's a whole lot of fun to see that just happen naturally. Like we just, there's just no, there's no coming out on our Discord. There's no need to. We don't need to assume anything. We don't find out anything. Like, we'll chat for people for months and I'll, oh, you're straight. Had no idea. Cool. Continuing our conversation. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. The inclusivity of it is what we wanted. We're not trying to put some sort of velvet rope around our podcast of we're for gay or queer listeners. It's everybody, but we're making sure that we are in the view for people who need representation. But it is gay. Absolutely. Yeah, like I've I've gotten dick pics from straight men. I'm like, okay, like I'm into it. Like a bunch of dick pics too. (laughs) That's right. I mean, this is before my boyfriend. Before my boyfriend. Okay. So now that we're I just wanted to make sure the world knew that. So whenever he hears this, right, he knows. Fall back on plausible deniability. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, I don't think, I mean, like, I've only gotten, like, one ever message, and that was because they just, they tried to liken Eve's psychosis to me, and I was just like, baby, sit here and analyze a podcast. That's fine, bitch. I'm talking about sucking dicks. Like, okay, like, you got me. (laughs) You know, like... But you're not cutting them off and putting them in the bag. Right. Right. In the bag to suck them later. And um no. Uh uh-uh, uh no. You can talk about crunchy something. You talk about crunchy spit, but I can't talk about chopped off dicks and sucking them. No man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's the same thing. Get on your apple box. I get it. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? But but yeah, um I mean I've I've never really I, I have gotten like that just that message, but like in general, especially going back to Mr. Sexually Neutral, like, don't get me wrong. Our podcast is not going to be a thing for everybody. But if you listen to us, though, we're fucking hilarious. So, like, chill. You are. Once you yeah. get past whatever phobia or whatever you have going on with yourself um, and you just sit down and listen to the fact that, like, Brandon makes really snide-ass jokes all the fucking time. Like, you'll hear it. Or Katie just decides that she wants to go, like, and say some shit that's off the wall. So quick. Or she will completely drill somebody. Yeah, Katie did a number during that reading challenge. (laughs) I still have to hear my boyfriend talk about how Tisha and Katie... Well, I think Katie won. Yes. But I do have to hear how... Like my boyfriend tells me, Katie won, but also Tisha should have won for those reads that she gave you because Tisha read me hard. Uh, no support. Just know the best you were from in the, the home front. <laughs> best your third. How do you guys handle the comments like that, that 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 you received? You know, I'm looking for something less or something more sexually neutral, or, or you know, the scathing comments that. Really unnecessary. Jonathan, do it. I'm raising my hand because we don't have a turn order anymore. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no D20s here. Um, I personally... Okay, so going with that sexually neutral comment, like, at first it annoyed me because I was just like, bro, we're funny. Like, just listen. And then as that person kept commenting and then talking about conspiracy theories... I was like, girl, oh, we can't, like, we couldn't save you if we tried. Like, there's no education here. You don't, like, you're staying on the boat. You know what I'm saying? You've drank the tea, the Kool-Aid, and you don't want anything to do with us. And that's fine. As a matter of fact, I will personally make sure you don't listen to this podcast because, girl, I don't need you, like, tainting it. Um, (laughs) and, And, like, any other time I've gotten, like, a negative response, like, someone, 
I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, I've had friends that are like, hey, like, it's not for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, why? And these are my, like, best girls, you know? And so I'm like, why? You're supposed to be my girl. Like, why wouldn't you, like, support me? And they're just like, oh, well, like, y'all are kind of crass. And, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. And I, I don't take that as, like, personal thing. It's legit just, like, a critique, you know? Yeah. And... Unfortunately, we have more listeners that love us than listeners that critique us. So I will continue to be crass um, and to be that girl. I will continue to be that girl. I I think that for me and for most of us to uh, not to try to speak for everyone in the queer community or everyone in this podcast, even we've heard these kind of remarks most of our life anyway. So, you know, you either take the 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 road of trying to give them a little bit of education or depending on how far they take it like if like jonathan said if they've drank the tea already and they're gone then i just kind of ignore it and say okay well you know blessed be thoughts and prayers (laughs) but sorry but uh yeah i mean if they if they come at me super hard yeah I take the stance because as someone who is straight passing and white, I can take the stance of, hey, maybe I can give them some more information or maybe I can have a conversation with them. Maybe they're just having like a really bad time in their life. Uh, Not that I should have to. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't feel like I have the mental energy too. But yeah, that's, you you have, you have both options. I think that's fair. At a certain point, you have to realize that it's not really your job to educate people on a subject. It's we're putting the time into those who choose to love and support us rather than the people who choose to send us hate. So, right. Yeah. More efficient use of time. Um, I'm going to I'm going to look this way at the people who love me. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. There's an unfortunate time where you don't get used to it. And when it is like a struggle and I it there's no other way to say it. I think the only way to get through it is to just kind of build the tough skin from it. And it sucks that you kind of have to do that. But once you have it, there's nothing anyone can say that can affect you. It's just, I, I don't care what you say. You say whatever you want about me. I'm unbothered. And I yeah, probably I forgot think, it already. Yeah, I think, Chris, one time you had somebody say, I'm glad you're not that kind of gay. Yeah. And then you made a video of your husband sleeping on you. Yeah, I made a husband of myself shirtless and my husband on my chest. And I said, is this gay enough for you? Are you happy now? <laughs> Just because one of my videos wasn't me being gay doesn't it's a, it's not inherently in everything that I do, but I'm not going to shy away from it. I'll show you. Every time you hold your spouse's hand, that's straight. You're doing straightness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my parents are just very much like this. They are very loving and accepting, but they don't see how much of society's narrative and huge quotation marks is built into their everyday life sorry that's it oh okay that's sorry but i mean like i was like please keep going it was good yeah no like they're working through it but like now they're at a point where they have to make the choice between sticking to familiar patterns or changing oh the crossroads (laughs) yeah sorry i uh I'm going through some family stuff right now and that's very frustrating but there is nothing that won't be fixed by the people who do accept you right like found family is really important 
to everyone and your found family is just as there for you when your real family may not be. Oh my god, are we a chosen family? Oh my god, of course you guys are. Yeah, definitely. I mm-hmm. guess. And specifically, a house of gay. Sorry. <laughs> and specifically for the sexually neutral comment, we actually started making jokes about it. Like, we're not sexually neutral, we're sexually yep. chaotic. So. Right. You still want to pull sexually neutral on a coffee mug and sell it. It would sell the fuck out. We did have talks about doing merch with sexually neutral, sexually chaotic. Yeah, it became our joke. It's our thing. Like, as the coffee mug Perfect. warms up, it says sexually chaotic. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, you will be a hit in the office. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a hit with HR, and then you will be <laughs> Oh my god. And then it hit the bus stop with your box full of belongings. Right? <laughs> exactly. It's time to go, kid. Time to go. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize his office was so sexually neutral. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so what's coming up for the podcast in the next year? I mean, is there any teasers you want to share with us? Yeah, we've got quite a few coming up. We've got so we just started our new season, so we have a whole new season to finish off, which will take another I think we've released three episodes now, so there's another 20 about to go. Um, Four episodes, so then 19 left to go. And uh, we've got a new podcast that Tisha is DMing that takes place in Germanata. So to kind of carry over from our last campaign, a little side story that she's been working on and DMing for, what, over a month now? Yeah, Uh, it's going to be a prequel to basically Tara's story so set probably a couple hundred years before and it will like the ending will flow over into our first podcast campaign yeah and we're branching out to a couple new podcasts where we've uh, started doing a horror movie podcast where we talk about the uh, killings that happen in horror movies we've already done scream we're working on final destination the first movie which I'm going to have to rewatch because I did watch all five in the same day. It was a productive day for me. Um, no, that was the killing in Final Destination 3. So. It's what's, what's going to happen the entire time we record I, that one. So sorry, sorry guys. No, that yeah. was the Final Destination. Sorry. So yeah, we've got a lot of cooking in the next year and I'm, I, we just hope to bring more cool gay content. But not specifically gay. <laughs> more queer content we are called role gay role play but we are so fucking inclusive queer content you're right <laughs> and that's the cast of role gay role play we'll see you next time in the dojo that's going to conclude this episode thanks for tuning in and listening please subscribe to the podcast for more great content if you'd like to hear a particular topic you can reach us out on facebook at the dungeon masters dojo or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.